back to the On God's Time podcast. Today we have one of my absolute favorite people in the world on the podcast. A man who has, for starters, had an absolutely amazing impact on my life uh, through FCA, through uh, different camps and stuff. And uh, he's just an amazing believer. Uh, he was a really great athlete at Arkansas Tech. He played basketball at Arkansas Tech. And uh, he's one of the coolest people I know. He, he's up there. He's like top. He's, he's top five for sure. <laughs> I appreciate uh, so, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Will Worthy, onto the podcast. What's Talk going on? Hey, I, I appreciate you having me out here, man. I'm be I love your content. Um, mm. I think like every single podcast has gotten better, so it's it's an honor to be here. Honestly, like you hit me up, you were like, I got to have you on. I was geek, yeah. bro. So I'm, I appreciate you having me out here for sure, for sure. Yeah, that means a lot to me knowing uh, each episode's getting better because I'm not gonna lie, I've been. I've been praying a lot, and I've been like, man, like we gotta, we gotta put a little more effort into this thing. We gotta yeah. make it look nicer. We gotta, uh, you know, be a little more organized. I think it's, I think it's been cool to see God continually, like, uh, just refining it and making it better. Um, right. And and you know, like the more prayer I've put into it, man, the better it's been. Like definitely. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. And obviously, like your consistency has been like a good steward to that, a good steward of like your mm-hmm. gifts and your time and your talents and so. I think, you know, the more you stay with it, the better it's going to be, obviously. So, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. Well, I got to ask you, man, the question of all questions, the question of the podcast. Right. This is the On God's Time podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. That means we live in On God's Time. So, I got to ask, man, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time? And why you got to tell me, man, your testimony, right. you got a powerful testimony, right? Right. If nobody's right. ever heard it. They need to hear it. So talk right. to me, man. Okay. So, yeah. So like I grew up in Memphis, um, Memphis, Tennessee. I'm be honest. Like I, like I loved Memphis. Like it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was just really dangerous. And so, uh, about sixth grade, seventh grade, I was, I went to East high school. That's where like James Wiseman is from. Penny Hardaway used to coach mm-hmm. there. All this stuff. It was just, but it was real dangerous. I would get in trouble. The crew I kind of ran with was um, not the best crew. You know, we yeah, you know, we definitely did some things I wasn't proud of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, was, I was real close to joining the gang the whole nine. Um, and so, like, I prayed, like, literally one time. Like, I was not a believer at all. And so I prayed mm-hmm. literally one time. I was like, listen, God, I don't know if you're real. I got, at the time, I had only been to church two or three times. I was like, I don't know if you're real, but if you're real, can you get me out of here? I was like, I'm not going to find my wife in Memphis. I knew that was a good wow. Thing. I was like, I'm not. I probably sure. won't make it to 25 if I stay in Memphis, mm-hmm. right? I was like, can mm-hmm. you please help us get out of here? That next summer, so that going into ninth grade, my dad got a call. He was like, Hey, uh, we're moving to Benville, Arkansas, and I was like, I don't. I'm gonna I'm I'm keep it a bug with you. I didn't <laughs> think people wore shoes in Arkansas, like, like huh? I, I'm be, because like you got to think, I'm a city kid. Like growing yeah, up in yeah. the city, Arkansas just a bunch of. Oh, shoes. you meant you thought it was a bunch of boots. Exactly. Like I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like boots and like like I thought like it was just a bunch of like farm people, hillbillies. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we we went up here. We came up here a couple times, like just to tour a place, um, and figure out where we're gonna live. I was kind of reluctant about it, but at the time I still didn't know God. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm mm-hmm. going there thinking like I'm about to be popular. I'm, I'm a good athlete, um, all this stuff. So we get up here, and that's what happens. Like, I'm, like, one of seven black people in the entire school. So everybody knows a new black kid. I was a good athlete. I mean, definitely not the best athlete. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely athletes better than me. But 
I mean, I walked in and I got I carved. I walked in on week two of my ninth grade football season. I was able to carve out time on the on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, and then basketball in ninth grade, uh, I didn't start at first. Somebody got hurt. They walked me in into the to the starting position. Uh, so that was cool. That was fun. I was athletic. I was real raw. But, like, I knew I didn't have to still cuss, fight anymore. But yeah. I want, but I wanted to, still, wanted to still be the guy somehow. And so I, it was a lot of time with, like, in sports. I was real, a real angry kid. I, you know, my pride got in the way. Um, so at the end of my freshman year, I was playing ninth grade ball. My head coach was like, hey, go to this camp. There's going to be a lot of other coaches there. I know you want to go play ball overseas or in college. I think you're going to be recruited here. And I was like, bet, I'm, I'm going to go. Like, yeah. it, was, it was just at JBU. I was like, that's a, that's, a, that's a college. Like, let's do it. And so I go there. Me and my brother go there. We we were bunked up with uh, with this neat dude named, I think his name was like Boosie or Boogie or something like that. Funniest dude mm. you'll ever meet, right? <laughs> and yeah. so first, first two days, I only care about, basketball literally i know it was from fca camp right mm-hmm. i'm only caring about basketball like i'm like i'm hooping bro like i'm i'm trying hard to do every drill right i'm trying to make sure everybody see that i care yada 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 that third day uh the speaker was a guy that was able to walk on at his dream school that was kentucky right he had all these mm-hmm. other all these other offers but he was able to walk on at kentucky First year, he balled out. Second year, he blew out his ACL. He said he felt like his mm-hmm. life had crumbled. He said he ain't nowhere to look. And for some reason, him striving for his dreams and then leading on the Lord through his hard times, like, really, really resonated with kind of how my walk of life went. Because for the first 14 and a half years of my life, it was really hard. You know what I'm saying? We were yeah. poor. We were in the ghetto. Uh, me and my mom, we never really had a great relationship. Um, sorry about that. Me, no, me, and, me and my dad, like we had a great relationship, but it was really like kind of superficial in terms of like really about sports mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And so it just really hit my heart. And I was like, I cried for like the first time in like 10 years. Like, like, cause I'm not a crier. I'm still not a crier, but I broke down, balled out. Um, me and my huddle leader. Uh, he actually hooped for a Washington Baptist at the time. And he pulled me to the side. He was like, Will, you want to give your life to Christ? And I was like, I think it's his time to do it. Uh, That's awesome. So, like, I prayed that prayer, man. I haven't looked back since. Um, the next day I woke up calling everybody. I called, like, 12 people that morning. <laughs> like, I just got saved. Just got saved. I was hyped. Um, and that, I mean, that's, that's not supposed to be. Right. I was hyped. And that's not to say it's been, you know, some, some struggles. Uh, you know, mm. it's like everybody's walk. You're going to go through doubts. You're going to go through ups and downs. And uh, But I think the main reason why that resonated with me is because a few things. One, the way he presented the gospel was was um, Jesus died for our sins. And I knew mm. all the stuff that I had done in the past. And to be forgiven for those and loved and sought after and chased, that was a huge thing for me. Because I didn't know that the biggest void was that I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel pursued. I didn't mm-hmm. care for it. The, the next thing was, is he didn't promise an easy life because my thing is, if you're going to sit here and tell me if I believe in Jesus, life is automatically going to be great. That's, it feels fake. But he presented right. it as like, 
you follow Jesus because he loves you. You follow Jesus because you want to go and make disciples of all nations. Um, you follow Jesus because he died for your sins on the cross. And that does not make life easier. If anything, it makes it harder. Um, and so those two big things, it made it feel real. It made it feel tangible. It made it, feel, made it feel something that I wanted to tell the world about. And so that was kind of the biggest why, the biggest, how I kind of stopped living on, on my time, started living on God's time. Um, and that's kind of like the why, like really why it stuck for me. Bro, that's amazing. You have one of the, I've said it, and that's why I really wanted to bring you on, man, because you have an amazing testimony. Like, I love that so much. Like, you went, you literally, like, you thought you were going to a basketball camp. Right. <laughs> and then right. you ended up going to an FCA camp. I, right. I got I to gotta use that with some kids, bro. I'm telling you. I got to be like, I got to be like, hey, man, you're going to get recruited, man. You're going to get right. involved in this camp. <laughs> and then by the end, man, they're going to be crying. They're going to be like, man. I like, he tricked me, bro. Greater. He tricked me. And the, the yeah. crazy thing about it was, it's like, during that camp, all the coaches told me, they were like, you got potential, but, like, you're really not that good. Like, like Oh, my like, gosh. Like, like, like that's what, I thought I was hooping, but they were just like, yeah, like, you can go a little bit, but, like, you, I mean, you're not it yet. You know what I'm saying? And so. You're not and, him yet. Yeah, I'm just, I wasn't him at the time. You know, I mean, I'm still <laughs> not him, but. Oh, you but, him yeah. now. Come on now. No, but yeah, it was it was it was a fun time. What's crazy is they had a kid there. He was 16 years old, but he was a senior in high school. Like he skipped grades. He was a 6'10 monster, right? 16? Guard, 6'10 monster guard. But li listen to this, bro. This is the most baffling thing. He felt like this is another thing that kind of that last day that kind of like kind of blew my mind. He felt like the Lord was calling him to a life of of ministry. So. He was like, really? I'm right. He was like, I'm wrapping a ball after high school, and whatever the Lord wants want to tell me, that's where I'm going. And so, like, I'm like, bro, like, you're six ten guard, like, yeah, go play basketball. He was like, I don't, that don't feel. That's where the Lord's calling me, man. And I was like, wow, like, for me, it was it was crazy because the Lord had a such profound weight in his life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was like, if this dude is is willing to give up. Or maybe even use his, I wouldn't say give up, maybe use his talents differently. Right. That's a that's a very good way of putting it. Right, right. Uh willing to use his talents differently for God, for Jesus. This this may be something worth looking into. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like that was another way that I was to kind of solidify, like, yeah, this this kind of where I how I want to walk my life, you know what I'm saying? Well, bro, like it's a Whenever you see people, like, like that's my biggest thing, bro. Like, I always attribute, like, anytime, like, I get, like, anytime someone has the opportunity or anytime I have the opportunity to talk with someone about basketball, like, I always try to bring it back around to Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, man, like, yeah, man, like, these are the gifts and abilities he's given me. And, and I might not be amazing or anything, but, like, I want to do it to the best of my ability for him. And, like, when you're constantly pointing it back to Jesus, like, People are going to wonder eventually. They're going to be like, why? Like, why do you talk about Jesus that way? And right. it's like, man, right. like he's, he died for me, bro. He right. literally died for my sins. Like, like he died for me. So I live for him. And right. that's like, that's, and man, like, yeah, that's such a, yeah. I think that's cool with that kid, man. Because like, you see someone like, like, I bet everywhere that dude goes, like people are like, do you play basketball? Exactly. And they're like, able to tell his story, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And 
that's why it's always helped me to like bring up Jesus organically as well. Like, you know, because some people do it weird, bro. I'm not. <laughs> some people do do it weird. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but like using your talents, man, like it's, it's, it's been real easy for me to kind of talk about the Lord for sure. I mean, like, yeah, like, okay. I, yeah. I love how you said like doing it organically because, bro, like there have been so many times where like I see somebody literally like they go in with a sign and they're like, repent like right now and, and stuff like that and it's like here's the thing like it's god like the reason that god sent jesus to die for our sins is because he loves us and he wanted to give us an opportunity to spend eternal life with him and like everything god does is from a foundation of love and if we don't if we don't pursue people with love and we right. pursue them with judgment and hatred and stuff like that's not biblical bro that's not god's right. character Right. And so, yeah, like, I think a lot of people don't do it the right way. And, like, right. that's that's my biggest prayer, man. I never want to come across as, like, being judgmental or hateful or anything. Like, I just want to love people. And uh, they kind of just look at me and be like, man, like, why do you, why are you the way you are? And then I can tell them. Right. Have, have, have you ever had, like, a like a turn and burn preacher, pastor, person come on y'all's campus before? Uh, what do you mean by, like, turn and burn? Oh, you, oh, you mean, like, one of those people that are, like, uh, like, repent of your sins or you're going to hell and stuff like that no we haven't had that because like williams is like i mean i think they're like pretty good about like like when we have chapel and stuff like i think they're very careful about who they select to like come speak and stuff like that but i know what you're talking about like at the university of arkansas like there was somebody that came on campus and said that Mm -hmm. and that here's the thing that right there is what makes me mad that when i see that i'm like you're misrepresenting like christianity mm-hmm. like that's like that's the type of stuff when people see right. that that's what turns them away from jesus and like i literally like crazy story real quick okay i was playing Fortnite the other night with ben keaton my teammate and he t- like he said he was like hey bro like let's play randoms like let's like let's uh play like squad fills you know right right and and so we were playing and this dude got on there uh, with us and he started playing I won't say his name but like he started playing with us and he out of nowhere like he was you know super funny he was extremely good at the game like right, way right. better than me mm-hmm. and he was like a level 200 or something <laughs> and but we were playing and like out of nowhere bro uh I remember Ben told me he's like bro when we play with people like you can market your book like you just be like hey man I wrote a book you should go check it out right and so I ran and out of nowhere, I don't know why, but I randomly was like, like, cause here's the thing for me. I have like a rule with myself. I do not bring my book up first, like mm-hmm. when talking to people, because right. now obviously, okay, this is different cause I'm using a story, but right, right. <laughs> like, 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 like I don't talk about it because I don't want to like get a big head or anything mm-hmm. at all. Like I want to completely give the glory to God. And like, I have a, that rule with myself. Now, if somebody talks about it to me, like right. I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And if they ask me a question or whatever, but like, I don't say I'm an author, like, like, dude, no, like, I, I can't stand people like that. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't like, I'm, I don't want to be like that. But I did say, I was like, Hey man, you know, like, like, I know like we may have never talk again, but like, I wrote this book and you should go check it out, bro. And he was like, like, Oh, like really? Like what, you know, what's it about? What's it about? And I told him, you know, that it's about choosing faith whenever like you get in fearful situations, you know, and you have anxiety and, um, you know, just like a scary state of mind, I guess. I don't know what I said, but bro, out of nowhere, he was like, so is it like a, is it like a religious book? And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say so, you know, like it's a, you know, it's a Christian book. 
And, bro, out of nowhere, like, me and this dude started talking. Like, we talked for two and a half hours, Will, That's about solid, the gospel. Bro. For That's two solid. and a half hours. But here, and he was telling me the whole time, like, he was like, yeah, man, like, I've never grown up in church or anything. And, like, but he was asking me hard questions. And, right. and one one question he asked, like, he just was curious because he's like, I've never, you know, known any of this stuff. Um, and he told me, he's like, I'm going to actually like order your book and read it. And I was that's like, I don't know if he's actually going to, yeah, but if he that's, does, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's still dope. But, yeah. but like, we, man, we were talking and, and he was telling me all this stuff. And, and bro, when he was telling me all these questions, I just realized to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many people who just don't know how loved they are by Jesus. All, there are bro. so many people, man. And like whenever we were talking and stuff, bro, it was it was just crazy because I was like, man, like like he like one question he asked me, he's like, I'm just curious, like, you know, um, like he asked me, he's like, are y'all uh what's the word? Oh my gosh. Um homo like are y'all homophobic? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, no. Like, like, right. no, not at all. And then he was like, I've said this basically, I was like, it's like this, like, you know, we believe like, you know, in the Bible that it says homosexuality is a sin, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to treat that person any different than I would anyone else. Exactly. And he was telling me, he's like, but man, you know, I've seen like, like he literally, like, I can't remember if he said it exactly, but I think he said he like people have came on his campus and done stuff. Cause he went to like Elon or whatever. It was like a big yeah. university. Uh-huh, yeah. And he was telling me about people that would come and say that stuff. And I'm like, no, like, that's not a good, that's I told him, it. I was like, yeah. listen, man. Like, don't even look at me and how I live my life, man. Look to Jesus. That's exactly. the biggest thing, man, because I'm going to fall short and I'm going to do this and do that. And it was just a cool experience, man. Right. And it just really opened my eyes to the fact that, like, there's so many opportunities. And I, it was so organic. Like right. Said. Exactly. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I got on there and I said, have you, you know, have, have you ever um, done anything wrong in your, in your life? Like, yeah. well, you need to re- well, you need to repent. Like, no, dude, it was just like, hey, bro, we're playing the game. Right. And we're we're, we're chilling and, and we're yeah chilling. we're kicking it and it's like hey bro you should go check out my book like that's yeah. all and then and then i didn't expect any of that to happen right like it, it, it literally was, like yeah it, that, it's just it's all god man for sure like i guess yes. like there, so i i, I asked you that question because we had uh, we were just talking about like how people can misrepresent the gospel and so we had a mm-hmm. turn and burn preacher come on text campus actually mm-hmm. um and, and at the time, just just kind of just kind of speaking to, um, at the time speaking to like influence and like being an athlete, uh, I got up there and I argued for or against the the, the turn and burn preacher, and it was crazy really? how many how many people were like, like that's the only gospel or version of the gospel that they heard was like, repent or go to hell, right? Yeah. But like, if you look, my favorite Bible story is the woman at the well. If you look at the woman at the well, mm-hmm. like Jesus walked up to this woman and gave her hard truth, right? Talked mm-hmm. to her in a manner like, listen, we, I know you've had, you've been sleeping around with other with men, right? Mm-hmm. But drink of my water, you'll thirst, you won't thirst anymore. And then she turns out to be like the, the first evangelist uh, in the Bible that we see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, and so like, it's awesome. It's an awesome depiction of like how the Bible's supposed to work and how gentle and how loving Jesus was, but it can just be so conflated with like pride and anger that yeah. people sometimes don't do it right. And so that that's that's kind of where I was trying to get to it with, with my. Partner. Well, can you can, can you imagine in your own life, like as a you know you said like for being from Memphis, like growing up in like the ghetto and stuff like that, like can you imagine if somebody ever like like before you knew Jesus, can you imagine? 
like somebody coming up to you and saying something like that, how would you react? That's what I'm. So it's funny. It's funny you say that. So Fellowship Bible Church up here in Rogers, mm -hmm. right? Uh, mm -hmm. They do a mission trip to Memphis every year. And so when I'm growing up, I'm they So they come to like ghetto areas and like play basketball and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that actually like really skewed my view of Christianity. Only not because they were doing it wrong. I'm not going to say that because I think Fellowship Bible Church does a lot, a lot of really good stuff. But I was so prideful that I only saw these guys once a week for 14 years of my life, and it was yeah. they just play, they just played basketball with me, right? Mm -hmm. And so like it so because of my pride got in the way, like I saw Christianity as this religion of like not really people that care for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like it's it's real easy to like get the wrong version of Jesus or the wrong version of the gospel. Um, like if you don't have a chance of, or from somebody to kind of tell you, you know, this is how Jesus, this, this is the character of Jesus. This is how God really works, you know? Um, it's so good. And, and so like growing up in Memphis, it, it was, it was a crazy time, but just looking back, there were definitely opportunities that because of my pride, I just conflated it and mm -hmm. saw it in a really more negative light than, than what it should have been for sure. Yeah. Well, that's, dude, that's so good. You said that though, like there's so many people who misrepresent Jesus and, and that, that right there is what turns people away from the gospel, man. And like, that's always like my biggest prayer. Like, I, I'll tell you this, I had a teammate, um, like we, we had chapel. Uh, I didn't go because I had, I had to do something. I can't remember. Um, and you get like, you know, four skips or something like that. So, but right. and I, I used them. Um, mm -hmm. I, I used it for something I had to do. I can't remember, but my teammate, literally like made a joke to me one time uh and he was like like at chapel there was a speaker who was basically talking about like people who are self-righteous or something mm -hmm. and like my teammate made a joke at me and he was like yeah like they were talking about people like you and like and he was like he was completely he told me after like oh i'm completely joking bro you're not like that at all but like right. it, it hit me for a second and i went i examined i'm like no am i like and i asked him for real like when we weren't in a group, because you know everyone laughed. Exactly. Like, right. Then when, when it was just me and him, I said, "Yo, like, am I actually like that? Like, I don't ever want to." And he said, "No, bro. Like, not at all. Right. Like, right. The opposite right. of that. Like, I was just playing, and right, I was like, right, oh, okay, okay, okay.' But dude, that's a scary thought, bro. Bro, it, that like, you're. I'm, Go ahead. It, it, it's crazy. So me and my wife Lindsay, like, whenever we get into arguments, like, I definitely come off as like self righteous and like prideful. Mm -hmm. And like that's been my biggest like one of my biggest things that I'm dealing with and I'm prayerful about is like because I come off in a manner where not that I'm like better or like she's worse or anything like that but I just come off like I know more or I come off like lazy you know what I'm saying yeah so like being self righteous man that's been like something that I've been trying to get on I mean we argued last night and and I definitely did not steward that talk well. Um, mm. I definitely, you know, came off pretentious and self-righteous. And so I, I, I said, I have to say, like, I don't think you're self-righteous, but, um, perception yeah. sometimes is reality. And so like, yeah, just, just being aware of how people think and how people see you, it's definitely like, definitely a big deal. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, bro, one thing for me, like that has helped me as a person, like I'd, it's like this, okay? If 
I, I like to say it like this. If my character is ever questioned, that's when I pay attention. But, mm-hmm. like, if somebody is, like, like, uh, all right, if somebody goes, uh, I don't know, ah, look at him, he's doing his podcast, ha, ha, ha. Like, bro, I don't right. care. Exactly. Me? Like, right. I, I can right. care less about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is like, you know, man, Caleb ain't really living out what he says, like that right. for me, like, I'm going to be like, hey, like, you know, what do you think? Like, exactly. is that, is, yeah. are you being serious? It, I mean, it, it definitely, like, it depends on who it is for sure. But, like, it's a big deal when, like, um, you know, you have people who, you know, they, they notice something that maybe it's like, it, it it's like a, when it's a trusted friend or a mentor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you, you told me that you've been like discipled uh, a little bit. Talk to me about that a little bit, like how important that's been for you. And Man. Yeah. So it's, it's been, um, it's been day and night for me. So I walked into, so my, I, I'll go into high school, my high school years, I was kind of disciple mentored by my coaches. I didn't have a, like a really good life, like home life. And so uh-huh. my head coach was like my biggest father figure, him and there and my three assistant coaches were the people that I really looked up to that like really, really poured into me, really cared for me. In and football so, or basketball? Basketball. I'm, sorry, I'm just wondering. Okay. In basketball. And so they like that that helped me through a lot of stuff. And so I saw a lot of growth there ton of growth in my walk and my character and the way I thought in my speech. Um, and so going into college, I didn't really find my mentor until like a little bit later. Uh, so probably like my junior year. So like my third year at tech. Um, and we met once a week, every day for the next two years, once, once a week, every week for the next two years. Um, and like, that just really, I mean, like really poor, uh, you know, get my cup filled up and like pour yeah. out the things like my insecurities, the things I'm struggling with, my anger, because mm-hmm. you know, like anger has been a really big issue, really big problem with me growing up in Memphis. I would, I would never know that because right, you're like right. literally one of the happiest people I met. Like your smile is so big, bro. Yeah, like, yeah you would just I, I not know that. It, but, but no, man, like anger has been really difficult for me. Like in in my pride, just growing up in, in a environment like Memphis, like you you got to be prideful, you got to have a chip on your shoulder. Um, and so like, that's been really hard and having a mentor that I can call and say, Hey, hit this, is what I did tonight. I need you to pray for me. Kind of like walk me through it. Can I process this with you? Just that mentorship has been monumental and like my growth and how I speak and handle conflict, how I handle, um, hard questions, whether it's about mm-hmm. Jesus or not, like you're going to have hard conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. and so like it's the mentorship for me, man, it's been like a day and night and even like in our marriage, I would say being able to talk to, to people that's kind of been through some stuff or maybe even not just mm-hmm. kind of been, been doing it for a while. It really allows us to kind of look back and like, okay, how can we, you know, not structure the way there, there is, but like, how can we kind of morph our lifestyle to, to look more like theirs? You know what I'm saying? Yes, bro. I've, I've, I really, I'm so glad you said that because here's, I, I've thought about that so much. Like, um, obviously like, you know, I'm single. But it's like I have thought to myself that like I see like certain couples or certain people and like the way they live their life. And mm-hmm. I and it's like obviously like through social media, you're not going to see the you're you're going to only see the highlight reels. Right? Exactly. Like exactly. that's all you're going to see. Mm-hmm. But like whenever I read books and stuff like um, and, I, you know, like, do you know who Pastor Craig Groeschel is? Oh, yeah. 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 For yeah, sure. yeah. Like like. He, I think he's really good about showing you the good and the bad 
right. and like being practical about ways that you can do stuff. But like, man, I see him and his wife and I'm like, man, like they have such a great marriage. Like he, he made a joke one time and he was like uh, talking about like when his kids were growing up, like they would tackle him when they, when he came home from like, you know, work at the church or whatever. And they'd be like, dad, dad. And he's like, nah, nah, mama gets the first kiss. Mama right. gets the first kiss. Right. And it's right. like, he's just basically talking about that. Like, you know, he put his wife first, even mm-hmm. above his kids, which I didn't actually realize is biblical until like a couple years ago. Right. I didn't right. realize that, but or like, I didn't know that, I guess. Like no one ever really pointed that out to me, but like, I, I what I'm saying is like, I see him and the mm-hmm. way like he lives out his marriage and I'm, I admire that. So I'm like, man, I want to know like, what he does and right. like like one thing like one thing i've heard him always say is like you know pray with your spouse like like that's a big thing like i don't i don't know but i've just picked up on stuff like that and like mm-hmm. like you said man like i want to see like people that i see live a lifestyle that's fulfilling and happy i'm like i want right. to pick up on that and i want to see yeah. like hey what do you do to make that happen so that's good bro it's crazy because so like one of my favorite pastors that i listen to is matt chandler um I love Matt Chandler. I think, I've heard about him. Yeah, he, you know, he had the Village Church down in Flower Mound, Texas. But mm-hmm. he, he's, he's openly said that the first seven years of his marriage was awful. Like, really? He said, he, said, he, he he's openly said, like, the first seven years was miserable, fighting a lot, like, on the verge of divorce a bunch. And so, like, to hear somebody, like, that loves Jesus that much and who has a now really prosperous and, like, fruitful marriage, like, come from that. Mm-hmm. It, it really allows like a, like a lot of hope to yeah you know, definitely situations you know what I'm saying it's because like in all reality like good marriages aren't good marriages on accident it's just like basketball like you're not a good basketball player on accident like it takes time it takes effort it, take, it, yeah. it takes reps you know what I'm saying and so like you're not gonna have even a good friendship isn't gonna happen on accident like my best friend calls me every day like we talk on the phone every single yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, same here with my boys, man. Yeah. Right. And so it takes reps. It takes it takes work. And and honestly, at the end of the day, like it doesn't feel like work because you know like the fruit shows up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like yeah. that's that that's that's kind of where I've been you know, kinda hanging my hat a lot here recently, just the fruit shows up, you know. For sure. Oh yes. Of course. For no, sure. yeah, definitely. I don't know what verse that is, but it's kind of like it just basically says like what you you reap what you sow. It's it's, it's, it's like, Galatians Galatians six nine is don't do not grow weary because you will reap a harvest of what you sow. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. My boy, my boy, knowing the scripture, man. Come on, that's you got I to. like it, man. Come on now, man. I love it. I love it, bro. No, that's so true though, bro. Like I, I'll tell you this, man. I like. Uh, do you like Michael Todd? Like, you ever listen to him? Yeah, like, yeah, Mike Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, Michael Todd, uh, I list, I saw this video recently that he had, and he said, like, he was talking about, like, you know, you want to be better at work? You want to be a better husband? You want to be this, 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 this? Seek the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He was like, you want to do this? You want to do this? Seek the kingdom. Seek mm-hmm. the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. Matthew 633, I think. Right. Maybe? See, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. Ooh, look at that, man. Okay, okay, hold on. Yeah, no, but but seriously, bro, he was like, he was just basically talking about how when you seek God with all your heart, when you seek to know Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus, you're just going to naturally, like, you're going to naturally love people more. You're naturally going to be a better husband. You're naturally going to 
um, treat people with more respect and love because you're going to see them as a child of God. And it's like, right. it just flows over into everything you do, like right. everything. And and that's been a, like, that's been a big thing for me lately. Like I've, I've really committed to being in my word every day. Like that's really, really for the past about year and a half. Like I've mm-hmm. really committed to like, like, um, like if I do, if I miss one day, don't miss two. You right. Know? Exactly. Like if, if I, if like, that's been a big thing for me, bro. And, and my lifestyle has just dramatically changed yeah. since I made it. Like since I, since I built that as a habit, it's crazy mm-hmm. now, bro. Like, like again, not on, I'm, I'm not a perfect Christian by no exactly. means. Yeah, yeah, like like no means or nothing. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, it's crazy. Like if I don't read my Bible in the morning, it's like, I, I really feel like, like I haven't done it right. You know, I don't want to say it like that, but it's like, like, that's like a thing for me. Like as soon as I wake up, like I want to read my Bible. And if I don't, I'm just thinking about it all day. I'm right, like, oh no. man, like I didn't read my word. And it's like, I got to read my word at one point. And, and it's not in a place of like, like, ang- ang- like anxiousness or anxiety or anything like right, that. Right, right. It's, it's a, like, like, man, yo, like I get to know God a little more today. Right, like I we want gotta, to we gotta get, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's my thing now, bro. Like if I don't, I'm like, oh, man, that'd be my word, you know? So I, I was at, I was at uh, FCA camp. And I was talking to Willie Green. I don't know if you remember whenever Willie Green came. Uh, yeah, yeah, I so, remember. Uh, mm-hmm. So Willie Green but, showed up, and we were kind of chopping it up. He he was an NFL player. Uh, we yeah, kinda, no, no, I, yeah. Yeah, so we were kind of chopping it up, and he was just telling me that if you don't read the word in the morning, you just get washed away by, like, the stream of life, right? Life yeah. is hard. Life is fast. And it's really hard to carve out time if you don't get it in the morning. And then he, and then he kind of really, you know, reading your Bible at night isn't isn't bad. But he kind of mm-hmm. phrased it to me like, like you're giving God like your the last like your leftovers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Man, he was, kinda, mm. yeah. I mean, it was it's it's still convicting to this day because like I'm like I'm not the best Bible reader, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. And so, like, I'm kind of like you, like, man, like, I really want to get to know the Lord today. I've, I've gotten lazy at some points in my walk where I rely on podcasts. Like, I sure, so have I, yeah. You know, yeah, like, I'll, I'll listen to Lisa Harper, Mike Ty, Matt Chandler, um, John Piper, you know, uh, Rick Warren, mm-hmm. you old guys. Ooh, love and Rick Warren. Some phases in my walk where I'm, I'm on fire. I'm reading every morning, you know. Um, and so there's definitely up and downs, but I, but Willie Green really, he really drove that home, man. He's like. The stream of life is going to catch up to you during the day. So make sure you wake up and do it. And so it's that's something that I was kind of been weighed heavy uh, on me. Give yeah. me one. I got to give me I got to play on my phone. It's about to die. Hold on. Sorry. Got, oh, OK. No, no. Go ahead. No, nah, we'll just keep it in, man. Keep it organic. But uh, but no, nah, I was going to say, like, no, nah, that's so true, man. That's such a fact, because like you think about it, like the beginning of your day, um, it's, it's like anything else. Like, uh, again, like with pastor Craig Rochelle, like I saw this thing where he was basically, he's talking about habits. He just, he just wrote a book about habits and I'm so excited to read it whenever, um, I get a chance, but he basically was talking about how, like, as soon as you wake up in the morning, if you hit snooze, you are automatically, like, it's a psychological thing. Like you're not like you're going to have a worse day, but it's like, you're losing an hour of the day where you could have been like reading your word to start your morning or whatever and like he's saying like like it is like i think he was saying like it is like a psychological fact that like when you mm-hmm. get snooze you're starting the day off with a loss like, exactly and dude let me tell you something i love sleep 
So like yeah. I've had to, I've, I've, I've had to like discipline myself. Like there are instances where I let myself sleep more. Like, okay, last night we got back at 2.30 in the morning from our game, from right. our basketball game at, uh, where was it? Oh my gosh. Uh, Harris-Stowe, like close yeah. to St. Louis. Like, bro, I, I, I let myself sleep in. That's fine. right. Right. Like, for like sure. that, that's, that's yeah. different. But it's, like, on a normal day-to-day basis, bro, like, I've had to find ways, like, to fire myself up in the morning and realize, like, yo, like, I got to, I mean, I got to make today count, man. Right. And, like, but, like, bro, like you said, like, bro, that's changed my life, man. Starting my day off with my word has Mm -hmm. changed my life. There's there's something that that my best, one of my best friends tells me, Austin, uh, we used to, we used to mentor this group of, uh, like, uh, high school students. And mm-hmm. if you take eight hours, you're awake. Fifteen minutes is one percent of your day. It's, it's literally one percent of your day. And, I, and mm-hmm. he was like, giving God that one percent in the morning is life changing. Like it makes yes. the other ninety nine percent of your day um, just different. It makes it, you know, more purposeful. Is kind of how we framed it for our students. And so, yeah, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like being disciplined, man, is is a it's a big deal. My thing is like, I don't really like sleep as much as I like stand up really, really late. Like, so do I. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, like ever since tenth grade, man. I don't think. I mean, I'm up to twelve, one, two o'clock in the morning, and so I, I love it because like it's quiet. I can do what I want. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I can play the games exactly. with my boys, whatever. I, I can stay up watch Netflix because my days are typically pretty busy. So like, I'm up till mm-hmm. two o'clock. And, but that causes me to, like, not want to get up at 5 to and read and work out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so it's, you hit the nail on the head by saying that, like, discipline is so huge. Um, and, and you, you if we, we go back to the Bible, um, there's been plenty of times where, so, like, for me, uh, one of the stories that sticks out is when, like, Peter was, was walking on water, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, if he was disciplined enough to keep his eyes on Jesus, he doesn't seek. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like if, if you're disciplined enough to understand, like, listen, like, like Jesus is the Messiah. Like he he was walking with Jesus. Like he just saw a miracle. You know what I'm saying? And so if he keeps his eyes on Jesus, stays disciplined, he he doesn't start to sink. And so it's just kind of like yeah. little stuff like that that really kind of allows me to kind of refocus, you know. Yeah. But speaking of being like, you know, disciplined um, and being strong in your faith and stuff, um, we haven't really talked about it yet. Um, but talk to me a little bit about like your autoimmune disease uh, that, you know, just suddenly happened. Gosh, we're 38 minutes into the podcast. Yeah. We're talking about that. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. But you're yeah. Good. Tell me about yeah. that, man. So, like what, you know. So I'll, I'll kind of take you back to college. So in college, I had an issue with in the mornings, my ankles would be really, really stiff. And I never knew why. Mm-hmm. But like waking up was painful. Like, it, it, you know, you got to use the restroom first thing in the morning. So like walking to the restroom, was, was, like, it was awful. But like you get to moving and it feels better. So, I, you know, I just, you know, I chalk it up to, you know, maybe I worked out too hard, played too much basketball the day before, whatever. And then I hit like, you know, I go through life, get married. Um, my sh- like, I my shoulder really started acting up. I was like, I couldn't, li- I couldn't like stretch, walk my Lindsay, my wife's back for too long because my shoulder was hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. We we would like go out sledding, and my body would hurt. And I was like, I don't know why my body hurts, but it hurts. Turns out, I get diagnosed with uh, um, they think it's either rheumatoid or 
uh, inflammatory arthritis. Um, it's a really hard diagnosis, but both of them are auto autoimmune diseases. Mm. Um, so like the biggest thing with discipline, it's really two things. One discipline for me, is like, I have to watch what I eat. So if I eat too much processed, processed sugar, I'm down for the count. Like my wrists mm. are swollen. My ankles are swollen. My, I can barely walk. I mean, it's bad. Um, yeah. it's, it's hard because like, I'm not going to lie. I love you some candy, bro. I love these hot tamales. I love sweets. I'm a sweets guy. So, honey buns, chocolate milk. Like I, like I got mm. a sweet bag. Just because I, I mean, I work out almost every day, so I think I can work it off. And so, right, right. Hey, that's yeah, the benefit of working out. That's what I'm saying. And so, but like, the, I think the biggest two things about discipline that I've learned is like a lot of times, like the consequences are so much worse than just staying disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and if I tie that into like my walk with God, I've noticed that if I'm not in my word for a week, I don't handle conflict with my wife that well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I'm not in my word for a week, I find myself getting jealous whenever other people get the spotlight yeah. um, or other people get recognition. And so, and so yeah, so that's so I, it's kind of crazy how the Lord is using this autoimmune disease to teach me about discipline. Um, mm -hmm. And then another thing about about it has been like uh, there. Are, with my autoimmune disease, it's been really, really low lows. I mean, there's been times where I can't, I can't take my shirt off without hurting. Wow. I can't, I can't, I can't buckle myself into my car without hurting. Like there's been times where like Lindsay has to help take off my shirt because it hurts. I mean, like, like I've been an athlete and a strong guy my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And so like it's it's humbling, and it's hard, and I've had really, really low lows about it. Um, and the thing that has really helped with my faith is knowing that, you know, it's said like over 360, about 300 times in the Bible that like the Lord, do not be afraid. you know, oh. do not be afraid, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just like, I don't know, man. It, I, I get kind of emotional about it because. Yeah, um, you're good, man. It's just been it's just been really difficult. Like mm -hmm. you know, my dream you know to play basketball. Then I was a coach. I couldn't even coach to my full potential because I couldn't move. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I ended up taking six months off of teaching uh, and coaching because I couldn't move, man. Like I couldn't do it. Like my like I couldn't catch a pass without wincing. I couldn't throw a pass without it being too weak. I couldn't run up and down the court to help coach. Have you ever been told like what the source of all like all of it was? Essentially, man, it's just it's just bad bacteria in my gut. Mm -hmm. Um so like growing up, you eat a lot of like sugary stuff, processed food, uh pop tarts, cinnamon toast crunch is one of my favorite things to eat. I, I used to eat cinnamon toast crunch bro. all the time. Um Twizzlers, I ate a lot of that in high school. And it's just all that bad bacteria, you know, it gets into your gut. Um and next thing you know, boom, you know, I got auto autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. Um, and so many, yeah, that's been really difficult, but, uh, and it's just honestly, like the Lord has really taught me patience. Um, cause I think, it, you know, just like everything else is just a season. I don't, I truly yeah. believe like I'll live with this for the rest of my life, but I won't be in this much pain for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, you, you, you look at the Israelites they're in the desert for 40 years, right? Yeah. Um, but before they finally found the promised land. 
Uh, and, you know, who uh, maybe this is my desert, you know, maybe, you know, me not being able to play, me not being able to play basketball. Um, like we talked about it earlier, you know, I played mm-hmm. ball five times in a handful of months, you know? Yeah. Uh, like it's, and I'm coming from a guy who I used to play for six hours a day, every day, you know? Yeah. It's hard. Um, it's difficult, man. And, and, and so the Lord's really taught me patience. It taught me, he's teaching me, you know, how to take care of my body, how to articulate what I feel. Um, cause a lot of times with my autoimmune disease, I get tired and I get cranky. And instead mm-hmm. of, you know, I've really prayed like, Hey, like what's a better outlet for it? And the Lord is really, I've, have you heard of Brene Brown? Have you heard of that name before? No, I haven't. So she's like a psychologist and she, she studied uh, emotion for years. And that was brought to my attention. It's really afforded me the language to say like, man, I don't feel good today. Um, and here's why, like I'm, I'm running on 30% today. Yeah. And so, and so I've, I've definitely seen the Lord's provision. I've definitely seen the Lord's hand on it. Um, I definitely went through a phase where like, I was angry. Like I was, um, like, Lord, why would you do Like, I love basketball. I love being athletic. I love lifting weights. Um, like, why would you take this away from me? Um, yeah. And, and, and if I'm being honest, I got to a point where I was, I was making a lot of shots and I was lifting a lot of weight and, and I was getting cocky, you know? And so mm-hmm. maybe made this another way the Lord has humbled me. Um, but yeah, it's just, I can't say that I wasn't angry and I, and that me, the Lord has dealt with that. But the Lord has also taught me a lot of good stuff through it. Um, if, if I'm being honest, uh, like it's allowed like my wife to be like really, really um, good at serving me. Like yeah. the, the other day I had a bad morning uh, and I was like, man, I, I don't think I can walk Echo. And she was like, I can, you know, I'll, that's the name of my dog, Echo. She was like, uh, yeah, I can, I'll let her out. You know, I'll let her out the back. And you know, we talked about earlier, like character and like things that are attractive and like, yeah. things of that nature has been like really awesome to kind of see uh, the fruit from such a bad situation. But honestly, like it, you know, her helped me take off my shirt, her, you know, well, don't worry about that. I can pick it up later. Things of that nature where it shows me she understands what I'm going through and she loves me. She cares for me. Yeah. Like fruit is still within this really bad disease. And so, yeah. Uh, like I said, the lows have been really, really low, but I've seen, and I'm seeing like the highs of it and I'm seeing like the Lord's hand work through it. And so it's, as awful as it, as it was, I think it's been sevenfold more awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a journey though. It's been a journey for sure. It's just, yeah, it's been like a, although it's been very hard, it's been like a way for you to like strengthen your faith. Exactly. And, exactly. And. And I think it's probably like, you know, showing you a part of your marriage you didn't know you had, know that you um, appreciated, I guess, like her, you know, doing things for you, helping you with stuff. Like, dude, that's huge. Because I'm I mean, not going to lie, there's a, there's a lot of people that would be like, do I have to? And like, wouldn't right. like, you know, have a good attitude. I, that, that's one goal for me, bro. I never want to be like that. Like, if, if my wife needs help with something, I want to be like, yeah, right. of course. Like, I'll help. Like, that's a, that's a goal. And, and I'm going to be honest, man, like. Nobody's hundred percent, right? But I would say yeah. she, she's about 80 percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, there's so many times where, like, I'm telling her, like, I'm hurting today, and she's okay. I got you. Like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Like, mm-hmm. do you need water? You need ibuprofen? 
Uh, do you want me to get the icy hot? Like, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like, it's, it's been amazing to see how much fruit has come out of it, man. Like, and honestly, I'm be honest, man. I, I, t I, before this autoimmune disease, I really took it for granted. Like I really did. Yeah. Um, and so having the Lord use this to even reshape my eyes, you know, look, look, look more through a lens of, you know, my wife being like the woman of God that, that I first met because you, you know, you get complacent in a marriage, you know, we've been together through marriage and then a dating, you know, 10 years mm -hmm. now, you know, so you can get complacent and start seeing that person as just your wife. Right. But yeah, but like, she is a woman of God and like, you know, she's done it well. Um, and so, yeah. you, you know, I, you know, I definitely started taking it for granted and then, um, yeah. So the Lord's kid definitely reshaped my eyes on that for sure. Well, I want to ask, uh, and this is like, this is my last question for you. Um, but what is like, you know, you talk about it like that, like what is your best piece of relationship or marriage advice, like to keep Christ at the center of your relationship and to keep a healthy marriage? Like what's your best piece of advice? Yeah, man. So we, you know, we walked through a lot of stuff. Um, I would say like the first like two, two and a half years were like really fun and fruitful. You know, you just get married, you go through the things, you know, you, find out where you want to live. You get inviting friends over all the time. Um, it was really fun. We just recently got out of a, like a separation period, mm -hmm. um, you know, where, uh, you know, I was really checked out. Uh, you know, she was really checked out. Uh, and the Lord really kind of reconciled our hearts back towards each other. Uh, and I would say my, the, the biggest thing that I've learned is just kind of what we talked about earlier is like, a good marriage and a good relationship doesn't happen by accident. Um, yeah. And so like one, so we, one of our good, good friends, uh, they're the executive pastors, uh, church, Ryan and, uh, Casey Hughes, uh, we met with them and like, their life is like really structured with, and to, mm -hmm. you know, to the young person, they want to say, I don't want structure. Like I want to live with spontaneity. Like I don't want, uh, to know that map out date nights or yada, yada, yada. But, that stuff is needed to be prosperous, man. Like yeah. we, we prioritize every Thursday night as a date night. So yesterday, uh, you know, we've been cooped up in the house all week and it was like, do we really, snow, yeah. right. Like, do we really need a date night? We, we, we seen each other for four days straight now, but we were like, we both are like, man, we need, we need to honor it. You know, we need to just make sure, even if it's just dinner, we need to go just us to, um, go to, go have a date night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, we honored it. Um, and so I just think, like, the biggest piece of advice I can give for relationships is, like, and putting God first is you got to structure it in a manner that affords that type of lifestyle. You know, if you're just winging it, if you're waking up and, hey, you know, what, what, what do you want to do today? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to play video games and you can do whatever. Or uh, I'm going to go shopping and then, you know, you can hang out with your girls. Like, if you're just winging it, it's your life is going to, and your relationship is going to show that, that you're winging it. But if you have yeah. a life that's structured, like, hey, like, um, let's pray over this meal together. Uh, let's pray before we go to sleep. Let's intentionally pray over our friends. Um, in conflict, let's have adequate conflict with resolution. Uh, I'd like, make sure you end on how can we make this better, which Lindsay is so much better at me at. Uh, up, up, up. I feel like girls are just better at that than guys are. That's what I'm saying. She like she's better at saying sorry. Like she's better. Like she. I mean, I'm just she's just better, you know. And so, and so like you know, we we actually got into an argument about you know 
who who says sorry first and and outdoing each other in honor. And that's and that stuff doesn't happen on accident. Like you have to make a diligent effort um to do it. And so I guess my, my biggest piece of advice is like structure your life in a manner that puts God first, whatever that looks like. Um I heard a quote uh about a week ago. He said uh, he was talking about how he used to try, try to structure his life. It was Tim Ross, actually. He said he used mm-hmm. to, try, to try to structure his life uh, how his mentor's life was. But if you try to run somebody else's race, you're going to gas out. Yeah. Right? So as much as you learn from these other couples, you have to figure out what works for you and your spouse, you and your partner, um, and really, really honor that, uh, whatever y'all set in place. Uh, and like I said, there's always stuff that pops up. Like, for example, tonight, like we we like high school basketball. Not that I'm not coaching, and so we typically go watch games on a Tuesday or third or a Friday, right? Mm. Uh, but because of the snow, everything was postponed. So we said, yeah, we're we're gonna go watch a good game tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna go watch, uh, you know, two two top teams in our area play, just because that's something we both enjoy. It's a fun time. We we you know we we like to talk trash to each other. Um, so, yeah, it's, and so, because, you know, I, I don't say this too often, but you know, she, you know, she was a three-year starter in high school. And so, it ain't Yo, like really? she, yeah, it ain't like she a scrub. Like she, she can shoot that thing, you know, she, like, yeah, she, she can really shoot it. And so, um, and so, yeah, just, I just honor your structure, make, make it a priority, uh, really set up things in your life that allows you to, to ask hard questions, get hard answers and work through those together. Um, communicate effectively and, and say I'm sorry as quick as as much as you can. I think that's kind of my my, my man. Point. That's good. Yeah, for sure. That's really good. That's really good, bro. Because man, say sorry as much as you can. That's that's really good because that's something I really feel like as men, like we're just not very good at because it's like we're men are naturally just prideful, bro. Right. Like that's just like that's a. I'll tell you this, bro. One thing for me, like I have not i have struggled in certain situations with saying sorry sometimes i'm good about it like mm-hmm. i feel like with my friends i'm pretty good about being right. like hey you know like i'm sorry but like you know with like my parents like i've i've been like man i ain't sorry i ain't doing nothing like, <laughs> like 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 but even like i don't know i've had to humble myself and be like because because here's the thing like if you don't say sorry sometimes you know like no one will and it's mm-hmm. like you gotta if, if if you gotta say it first like and you gotta mean it and you gotta be like hey how are we gonna in whatever relationship friendship right. uh, marriage like whatever it is like it's just like once you figure it like once you figure out what happened you can like be like i'm sorry you're sorry and you can mm-hmm. kind of move on right it's man it's, yeah. it's just like those two words are so hard for people for men to say man like and you hit them <laughs> you hit on the head man that pride gets in the way and i mean it will eat you up for real um and like that's why I said earlier, like Lindsay's so good and so quick to say I'm sorry. Like, and she'll let me know, like, hey, Will, like you like are not doing well and apologizing. <laughs> and and that's yeah. a good thing. Like having a wife that's willing to challenge you, even though I don't want to be challenged all the time. But having mm-hmm. a wife that's willing to challenge you and say, like, hey, like I've said I'm sorry, and you you haven't been good at it. You know, that's mm-hmm. honestly a blessing. You know, obviously yeah. behind, behind closed doors and not in a situation that's like embarrassing you but like if yeah yeah but if you're not doing your job and like you're not apologizing and reconciling at the same level that your wife is like i would challenge you like 
that is, we got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she, she's killed it in that. And, and that's another, you know, thing that I've kind of been able to see just reshaping my lens here recently. Like I'm really blessed to kind of have Lindsay do that, you know? Yeah. No, that's good, man. Well, I think we've gotten a lot of really good, uh, you know, I, I think it's been awesome hearing your story. And I think we've got a lot of really good advice for anyone who's listened uh, pertaining to um, life, sports, relationships, anything like that. So, man, it's been super fun having you on the podcast, bro. Like, I'm, I'm so blessed that you were able to come on and just get to kind of give people um, like a piece of you that you've been able to like give to me, like, right. which has been really awesome. man. You've really like, although we haven't gotten to talk as much in the last couple of years, man, I really considered you a big mentor of mine growing right. up. So, man, I, I, that, it's an honor, man. Like, like I said, it's an honor to be here. Um, like we, you know, we fell out of touch for a little bit, but like I've just because of socials, I've always been been able to see your growth, and so I just want to say I'm mm -hmm. proud of you too. I'm, yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank like, you, man. You know, watching you with your book, you know, with the podcast, you know, from the outside looking in, man, it, it really looks like you're, you know, God fearing man, and you're really loving the Lord well. So I just want to say, just keep it up, keep being an inspiration, and once again, I, I appreciate you allowing me to come in here and, and talk for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, that means a lot to me, man. It's God's changed my life ever since I just gave him my heart. Like that's right. the biggest thing, bro. Mm -hmm. Ever since I just gave him my heart. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, but it's been fun. Yeah. So man, thank you for coming on. And, um, yeah. So whoever's yeah. listening, God bless and have a good night. Yeah. God bless. I'll take it easy.